Once upon a time, in a faraway land named Switzerland, a computer scientist by the name of Tim Berners-Lee, with a single powerful stroke of genius and a few lines of code, ushered the World Wide Web into existence. In his coveted autobiography about the naming of the World Wide Web, Berners-Lee considered naming it by an acronym, T-I-M, Tim, but chose the World Wide Web instead. And so the internet as we know it came into being, by one single man who called himself the inventor of the World Wide Web. Really? Let's take a step back. Sure, Tim Berners-Lee was definitely instrumental in shaping the web as we know it today, but there's something left out. What about black computer scientists? What role did they have in its creation? Were they left out of the history books? Or were they left out of history itself? This is Hernan Ballard with 5-Minute Keyword on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. On today's segment, Black Software. In his 2019 book, Black Software, author Dr. Charlton McElwain defines black software in the following way. Quote, black software refers to the programs we desire and design computers to run. It refers to who designs the program, for what purpose, and what or who becomes its object or data. It refers to how and how well the computer performs the tasks for which it was programmed. Now, you may notice that this particular definition does not directly refer to black people in its definition. That's because McElwain emphasizes the importance of the architecture and the architect in the way that the computer carries out its mission. And depending on who that architect is, that mission can have very different outcomes. And although most of the architects that brought about the internet are said to be white, McElwain points us to a few that defied the status quo. Black programmers that tried to make the internet a place not only for white folks, but black folks too. They were called the Vanguard. From the mid-1970s, this collection of black programmers took on the power of the internet and tried to shape it towards their own purposes. As Dr. McElwain puts it, the mission of the Vanguard was to position black folks, black content, and black culture to occupy the leading edge of the social development of the internet. They built digital networks and online communities that, quote, furthered the interest of black people throughout the African diaspora. The Vanguard exploded with new ideas and fascinating innovations. Black entrepreneur William Murrell created MetroServe, repairing computers and living by the motto, work for self to overcome the disadvantages of working while black. Gamal Al-Mansur created Afrolink, a multimedia service that created Afrocentric graphic design to tell stories about the African diaspora. David Ellington and Malcolm Cassell created NetNoir, a program aimed to create a gateway for content providers and merchandisers into Afrocentric culture. Black programmers were on the rise, building a future for all of us. That sounds utopian and all, but there is a dark side. You see, for Dr. McElwain, black software doesn't just refer to the software built and used by black folks. It also refers to the way the computers were used to oppress them. This is where it gets bad. In Dr. McElwain's book, he mentions the Committeemen, a task force composed of programmers and members of IBM delegated by the JFK administration to securitize the capabilities of computers and use them to strengthen law enforcement by creating systems that crack down on criminals and welfare abusers in Chicago. Welfare abusers? Chicago? Yep, you heard it right. Flash forward to today, 
and the internet's relationship with race is complicated. Yes, Black Lives Matter rose to prominence largely because of Twitter, and yes, it has the power to connect marginalized communities. But academics like Lisa Nakamura are a bit more skeptical. In an essay titled Glitch Racism, Nakamura argued that when racism occurs on the web, it's not a glitch against the way the internet was supposed to work, but rather a feature of the way the internet is built, in how it allows hate to be magnified. Should we be hopeful or cynical? In his book The Digital Edge, How Black and Latino Youth Navigate Digital Inequality, S. Craig Watkins agrees with the notion that the web signals all of the good things that are possible with the power of the internet, but stresses that the overwhelming inequalities in the physical and capitalist world stifle even the digital world, that geography still matters, and that we cannot have equality in one world and not the other. Perhaps black software will always be a double-edged sword, but maybe, just maybe, another world is possible. Our sources for today's podcast were Black Software by Charlton McElwain, Glitch Racism by Elisa Nakamura, and The Digital Edge by S. Craig Watkins and Alexander Cho. This was Hernan Ballard with 5-Minute Keyword on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison.